Hello, hello, hello. This is the Basement Sports Podcast. I'm flying solo this week. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Jamal Adams, and uh, I do want to talk about a little bit of the COVID testing with the college football players. I am your host, the Degenerate L1 on Twitter, and uh, I got a new gig uh, with Backrow Sports. I'm going to be the Backrow Sports Bengals, so if you just can't get enough of me, uh, go to Backrow B on Twitter. It should be the Backrow Cincinnati Bengals Podcast. Uh, as you can tell, I am currently out of Cincinnati, and I've, I'm from Cincinnati, so uh, this gig was kind of natural for me. So it's great. Uh, there's really nothing going on in the sports world. It, it really sucks. I know the EPL is back. Uh, nothing domestically, really. Uh, golf is on. Uh, I haven't looked at if they're playing this weekend. I should probably take a look at that. If they're playing this weekend, we can do a. Uh, I'll do odds for that at the end of the show. Uh, but really, for right now, I did want to talk about uh, Jamal Adams and uh, his con his contract because it's on. It's honestly, it's a great, it's a great story. Uh, so Jamal Adams is a strong safety uh, for the New York Jets. And he recently is asking to be traded. He never really was good uh, with the – I mean, he was great with the Jets, uh, but he uh, never liked it is what I was trying to say. He never really liked it. He never really fit. Um, so so he wants out of his contract, right? We're seeing a lot more players do this, like just not, re- not fulfilling their contract, trying to get out before. Uh, that's what Jamal Adams is doing right now. Uh, so Jamal Adams gave the Jets a list of possible teams that he would accept a trade from. Let me go ahead and give you give you this list. You got the Cowboys, who were a playoff team, I believe. Uh, no, they just barely missed playoffs, but they've been in the playoffs back and forth uh, over the past couple of years. The Ravens, who were fourteen and two, and were odds-on favorite to win the entire Super Bowl. Then you got the Texans, who were a playoff team and beat the Bills. You got the Chiefs, who won the Super Bowl. Eagles, who were also in the Super Bowl. The Niners, or uh, I'm sorry, the Eagles were also in the playoffs. Man, I'm stumbling all over today. Not good. Too much coffee. Uh, The Niners, who were in the Super Bowl. And the Seahawks, who also were in the playoffs. Hello? Is, is Is this really the list of teams you're giving me? Right now, if the Jets, it's like you gotta be kidding me. Like I'm not, I'm. We can't deal with these. We can't deal with this. I don't think those teams are gonna make a deal for them, unless they're dying for a safety. And from looking at this list, list of teams, none of them really are. They really aren't dying for to overpay somebody for a safety. And I don't think they want to take on his contract. He signed on for a four year, twenty two million. Uh, and the deal is fully guaranteed, including a 14.32 million signing bonus. That's his contract right now. None of these teams want to take it on. I, I, and I don't blame them. I don't blame them. I just don't think the and the Jets. They're such a tire fire of an organization right now. I think they're just going to keep them. I think they're just going to keep them. They don't care. They don't care. They're going to keep Jamal Adams, and they're going to make him play out his contract. And if he if he holds out, I think he. Jamal is going to lose on that end. We're watching this happen. When you hold out on your contract, you usually end up losing. Look at Le'Veon Bell. You want to talk about somebody who lost a lot on his contract holdout? Le'Veon Bell. 
Lost on his contract holdout. Melvin Gordon lost on his contract holdout. Um, I gotta say, though, probably the one real like player that won on his contract holdout was Zeke, and they were gonna pay him anyway. I don't think Dak's gonna hold out. Um, I don't think Joe Mixon's gonna hold out. Uh, that's that is a people are saying that he should. People are saying that he is going to. I just don't think he is. I, I don't think it. It would have came out by now. There would have been rumblings of a contract or a, uh, a you know letting him part ways. But I think this that negotiation is going to get done. I don't see why that would not happen. However, like I just don't. I don't understand why uh, he think why why he thinks that this deal is going to get done. It's not going to get done. I just I I don't see what's happening. Well, let me go to my uh, podcast here. I'm going to my Twitter page right now. I, it's not going to get done. He's not going to go to one of these teams. I think it's most likely that he's going to go a out so not even close to the AFC AFC East. Um, he's not going to go to any any of those teams. So right now his list of teams has none of them on there. So that's good. He's not going to go to any of the top teams. So I'm going to cross out the Ravens, the Chiefs, and the Niners. The Niners are not going to take another person on defense. Their defense is is ridiculous as it is. Um, really don't, they just don't need to take anybody on. They, they really don't. Okay, uh, quick update for, uh, the PGA Tour. Uh, the U.S. Open, uh, that has been canceled. Is it travel, is travels this weekend? Okay, the, uh, yeah, 25th to the 28th is going to be the Travis Championship. So we will do lines on the Travis Championship at the end of the podcast. Um, so the Ravens, Chiefs, and the Niners are gone. I'm just taking them out. I could possibly see the Texans, and I could possibly see the Cowboys, but the Seahawks are just not going to pay. They're not going to pay on on a on a safety that is already giving head case problems to the Jets. They don't want to take that on. I wouldn't want to take it on. I mean, personally, I would love Jamal Adams on the Bengals, but when you have a team that's consistently in the playoffs, won Super Bowls in this you know in this past decade, won a Super Bowl in this past decade, gone to two of them. I, I'm not taking that on. I, I think you just kind of build on your team right now. You get ready for the next wave. You still got DK Metcalf. You still got Russell Wilson. You still got Tyler Lockett. The Seahawks, Seahawks are still a dangerous team. They don't need to take this on. And I don't think the Jets are going to give it to them. I just don't see the Jets giving him up. And Jamal Adams, I don't think, can afford to hold out. He can't. I think his his talent, his talent is not good enough to withstand not playing for a year. I mean, look at Le'Veon Bell. He was the top, top echelon of the league. He was probably the best back in the league. So the Steelers offer him a, a great deal of money. Great deal of money. And hold on. Uh, the Steelers offer him a great deal of money. And what what does he do? What does he do? He holds out for, for more money. For more money. And it's not like the Steelers were bad. They were really good. They they had they were going to the playoffs. They were one game away from going to the AFC Championship game until they got smacked back to reality by Jacksonville. By Jacksonville, I will say that again. The Steelers got smacked by Jacksonville in the playoffs, and that kept them out. And and just like that, the team started to unfold. You saw the Steelers really, as a franchise, start to unfold after that Jacksonville loss. That was a big loss. I still remember that. That was a big loss. Because not only was it close, 
the Steelers were supposed to dominate that game. It wasn't even supposed to be close. And they got whooped. They got whooped. The Steelers made it close at the end. But they got whooped. And then after that, they, they were they were terrible. That's when Le'Veon Bell really started like, I'm going to hold out. I'm going to hold out. Forget it. I'm not staying with this team. What happens? He loses about $20 million on the next contract that he's offered by New York. James Conner becomes the new Steelers quarterback. A new young guy, fast, probably not, not as good as Le'Veon Bell, but could still get the job done. Still a good running back for Big Ben to have next to him to every once in a while hand it off, get some good yardage, and then set him up to uh, to tear up the defense. So Le'Veon Bell is now out. He's in, Speaking of, he's at the New York Jets for $20 million less dollars. That's terrible. That's terrible. That contract negotiation. Again, this is not some, you know, middle of the pack running back. It, it's it's not a middle of the pack running back. This is this it's not Chris, I mean Chris Carson is really good, but even if he held out, I mean middle of the pack. Not very good. But now Le'Veon Bell's top echelon of the league, just the best. He was the best at that time. People thought he was the best running back. His his style of running was, was foreign because he would stop in the backfield and sit. And he wasn't immune to getting burned on the contract negotiation because he held out. It's getting shown that holding out on your contract is just not helping you out. Another, another great example of this is Antonio Brown. And he's got a whole other bit of problems going on with him. The contract negotiate contract holdouts are not working. And I think if the Jets just decide not to trade him, which I don't think they will, I think he's just gonna stay a Jet. And Jamal Adams, if his agent was smart, would tell him, You gotta play this year. You have to play. You have to prove your worth. Because after this, once his contract is up, now teams are gonna need are gonna need to see him. They're not gonna want to pick up somebody who's had a year off of football. That's a year off of football. You get set way back if you don't have a year of football. That's terrible. Anyway, that's about as much as I can say on... Um, hold on, let me get the Travelers, PGA Tour Travelers. That's as much as I can say on Jamal Adams. Uh, I Let's talk about... Uh, so, college football is uh, slowly but surely coming back. Uh, the teams are starting to practice. And... Uh, clearly, you can see that it's all over the news that uh, college football players are testing positive for uh, the COVID, and um, that and you know here's a great storyline: they're gonna be fine. They're gonna be fine. Those college players who got COVID test positive, they're gonna be fine. They're going to be just fine. So what Clemson is doing, basically, they're going for herd immunity. They're going to let the virus burn through. It's almost like the flu. They're just going to let it burn through. And then once it's all gone, they're going to be fine for the rest of the year. They're going to be fine. Studies are coming out that once you get COVID, it's very, very, very hard to get it again. Because your body's built up that immunity to it. And with 18 to 22-year-olds that are athletes... They're just not, they're not going to get it again. And they're going to survive having it. They're going to go two weeks of having a cough, and then they're going to keep going. There's a chance I've already had it. There's a chance my roommates have already had it, gotten it, and then passed it on, and then that's it. We're done. And I'm not an athlete. I sit in a basement, and I write about sports all day long. I'm not an athlete. I haven't played football since high school. I haven't played, I was senior year. I was all conference, though. I got to say that. That. 
I'm proud of. But they're going for herd immunity. And I think that you're seeing most colleges do this because they're still practicing. They're still going. It's just that those, thir- those um, I think Clemson, the latest I saw was 23. 23 tested positive. So that 23 that tested positive, they're down for two weeks. And then once their symptoms are gone, they're right back at it. They're right back at it. So they're going for herd immunity. So when I first saw this, people are going to get scared of the numbers, and they just are. People are naturally going to be scared of, oh, they're testing positive. But what people don't understand is that, yeah, they're probably going to test positive when they're all together. Yeah, they're all in the same weight room. They're in the same locker rooms. They're on the same practice field. Football is a contact sport. They're going to get it. Simple as that. And then, but right now, but they're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. They're not going to, they're just going to keep going. After two weeks, they're going to, all the symptoms are going to go away. So, I mean, and and it's hard, and and I get really worried about it. I really do. I I get really worried because I'm afraid that WHO and uh, the World Health Organization and and, uh, the government is just going to be like, no, these numbers aren't good enough. Um, and and they're too high. We're gonna have to shut down the college football season, which would be devastating. That would wreck havoc over America, like people have not seen before. People freaked out when there was a strike, the NFL strike, when uh, that was not too long ago. When the refs had to come in and had the replacement refs, and they were terrible. They were terrible, and and people lost their minds. And that was with football, just with worse refs. Imagine if there was no football. People would lose their freaking minds. Do you know how much money, how much billions of dollars the NFL brings to a single city? I live in Cincinnati. As as much as people rag on the Bengals, as much as people really uh, have disdain for the organization, if the Cincinnati Bengals left town, it would devastate the city of Cincinnati. It would devastate it. The amount of billions of dollars that the Bengals bring in, in tourism, in uh, entertainment, in TV, in, in exposure, and everything. Everything. If you come down here, uh, right? so if you're listening to this and you're not very familiar with the Cincinnati, uh, the Cincinnati area, so the, basically the Red Stadium's right here. Then there's a long path called the Banks, right on the banks of the Ohio River is what they call it. A long path, and basically it's a long road, and there's just bar after bar after bar. And then over here is the Bengal Stadium. If the Bengal Stadium is not there, that whole stretch doesn't happen because there's no money there. People aren't going there in the fall. I mean, they're going to be there for red season, but baseball doesn't attract as many fans as football does. It just doesn't, especially with a small market team like Cincinnati. It would lose billions of dollars, and the NFL is one of the biggest contributors to the economy. It really is, and not nobody's really saying that. I don't understand why people aren't just admitting, look, we this country needs football. It does. Europe needs soccer. They do. That's a lot of their industry is soccer. They fill not about like they have stadiums that fill ninety five thousand people. They have stadiums that fill a hundred thousand people. We have stadiums that fill a hundred and ten thousand people. We have stadiums that fit ninety five thousand people. You're telling me if there's no football, it's not going to have any effect on the economy. It, it, it has to happen. 
I'm sorry. It has to happen. Anyway, that's my that's my take on. I, I, again, I, I really don't like to get political. I don't want to talk about um, like stuff that separates people. But I mean, I just I I would be devastated. A lot of people would be devastated if football just doesn't happen. And then on top of that, if football doesn't happen, the amount of money we're going to lose is going to be is going to be ridiculous. I mean, we. And on a personal level, I mean, mental health is is becoming a huge problem in America right now. It's it's really affecting people. It's affecting me. It's affecting my family. It's affected families that I know. And this is happening all over the place. Suicide rates are up, and a lot of that is just not having a normalcy, not having any normalcy. And I tell you, one thing that keeps people normal, especially me, is sports. That's what I do. I want to get a job in sports. I, I want to live my life following sports. However, when sports get taken away, you kind of have nothing. You have nothing. I have. I have nothing. I'm supposed to be in school. I have tests in August. I have to study for. I have no motivation to study for those. Nothing. None. Anyway, twelve forty, uh, Tuesday, June twenty third. My birthday's in six six days. I'm gonna be twenty two. That that is that is terrifying. Don't don't really want to be twenty two. Uh, getting older does suck. If you're if you're under twenty, uh, listening to this, definitely soak in every moment. Uh, you want to get to twenty one, but once you're there, then you realize all you want to do is go back. So just enjoy every moment. Don't rush to it. All right, let's talk. Let's actually talk some gambling. Uh, we got the Travelers Cup this weekend. Uh, this is gonna be the first. Uh, PGA Tour, the first new PGA uh, tournament that I'm, I'm actually going to legitimately sit down and watch and, and throw some bucks on it. So we'll, we're going to be talking a lot with uh, golfing and betting over the uh, next coming days. Uh, so the odds on favorite right now is Rory at plus 1200. And then uh, right after him, Justin Thomas at plus 1200. Bryce and DeChambeau plus 1300. And then Webb Simpson at plus 1800. Um, and then it kind of it goes on and on. Uh, the biggest, the biggest, uh, let's see, the biggest line. Who's at plus? So at plus, I believe, yeah, plus fifty thousand. We got Peter Kuist. Peter Kuist. I don't know how to say his name. So, all right. So let's go back to the top. Rory is an odds-on favorite. That's plus twelve hundred. I really don't. I just don't really like that line. That's just. There's just not enough money to be made on that. Plus twelve hundred. I don't really like. By the way, this is coming from uh, Action.com. Action.com. They get a, a lot of golf bets from there. Uh, I just don't really like that line. And Justin Thomas is tied with him too. I really like Brooks Kepka at plus two thousand. That that looks pretty good. I also like Patrick Cantley at plus twenty two hundred. I think they're just they're they're playing they're playing well. They're, they've been playing well over the past couple of tournaments. Um. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Brooks Koepka as my winner at plus two thousand. Uh, Patrick Cantley at plus twenty two hundred is a maybe, and then uh, my long shot. I'm definitely gonna go. I'll go Tony Finau at uh, plus four thousand. You never know. And then also, oh, Jordan Spieth is plus four thousand. I think Tony Finau and, and and Jordan Spieth would be great if you want to go for an kind of an outside shot. Uh, Spieth was playing well. I know he tailed off at the uh, the uh, the last tur- the last PGA tournament uh, that happened last weekend. 
I know, yeah, I know he was in it for a little bit, then tailed off. Spieth could use a win here. So could Tony Finau. Um, so if I had to make a pick, they're both plus 4,000. I would say go Jordan Spieth, but y- there's nothing wrong with going Tony Finau. You never know. He might he might just jump up in the, in the rankings. So. All right, so that's my uh, gambling for today. That's podcast for today. Uh, twenty minutes. Like I said, I, I like to keep it short and sweet. You got you got to go on about your day. There's no reason for me to be talking to your ear off for about an hour and a half about nothing. Uh, so we're gonna keep it twenty minutes. It is uh tw- June twenty third, uh twelve forty four in the p.m. Uh, thank you very much for listening. A lot of fun. Um, gonna keep doing this. Again, if you want to, uh, if you are a follower of the Bengals or you just like listening to me. Uh, you go to Back Row B on Twitter. It's the Back Row Bengals podcast. Uh, we talk about pretty much all things Bengals. And, um, yeah, so it's a great new gig for me. We're going to keep trying to grow the brand. Uh, I am going to try to do craps online again, but uh, no promises. I'm going to definitely wait until my next paycheck comes in because I don't make any money at all doing this. And I'm just kind of doing it for the love of the game, for the love of the game and exposure. So, uh, definitely uh, support the show, uh, like, follow, subscribe, send it out to everybody you know. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, this is at the Degenerate L1 on Twitter, and uh, I appreciate all you uh, checking in. All right, goodbye.